I did not want to start this podcast episode on a bad note, but it just kept getting worse. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Bro co-host, Zach. Before we talk about the embarrassment of the Toronto game, we just got to have a huge shout-out to uh, future warrior Jalen Suggs. That was an instant classic March Madness game. If um, you didn't check out that game, you got to watch highlights of it. It was an amazing game from start to finish. Like I honestly thought it was going to go double overtime, but Jalen Suggs, Zach, Jalen Suggs, my man. Yeah, Jalen Suggs is uh, a Steph's disciple. Um, he doesn't get foul calls when he takes it to the hoop, and he's able to pull it from half court and drain shots in, clutch, in crunch time. Now we just got to pray that Jalen Suggs falls to number four. Got to pray that the balls work out in our favor on lottery night. And we got to pray that there's some stupid NBA front offices who will pass on him then it'll fall right into our laps. So Bob Myers is listening. Jalen Suggs, number four. Please. <laughs> pray. We got to pray. Starting off the Babyface Assassin episode, episode 30. Without further ado, let's get started. All right, so the Warriors played the Raptors. There's not much to say. The Warriors lost by 53 points, um, 133 to 70. Steph Curry was obviously out because if Steph Curry doesn't play, the Warriors suck. They're guess, terrible. Let's yeah, exactly. Let's keep it blunt about it. Um, yeah. Draymond did not play either. He pulled the load management card. <laughs> I think I love Draymond, but I think he saw Steph not playing. So like right before tip off, he was like, "Oh man, my hand is all acting up," and he just took a took a. I said, I'm out, I'm out. And then it all went. I mean, the first quarter was good, 27 and 26. And then it just went all downhill from there. Um, I think the Warriors, I, James Wiseman does not look good. To say the it just doesn't look very promising, honestly. He's, I don't want to say he's regressed, but. He doesn't look like the first two games, James Wiseman, that we saw at the beginning of the season where we thought he would be a future all-star in the next two to three years. And now it's looking like he's not even going to fit the three to five-year window that Steph Clay and Draymond have. And I think a benefit of this game, once again, it lights a fire. Lose by 60. Yeah. lose by 60. Once again, lights a fire under the front office's ass. Excuse my language, but I'm – it's frustrating with this organization. Um, it lets a fire under their uh, behind. There we go. That they need yeah. to get a legitimate roster for Steph Curry. And I think Steph needs to realize that he's got the front office right in his hands. You can tell him what to do. He's got to pull a, a lead GM. Yeah, he's got to pull LeBron. He's got to pull LeBron. LeBron. LeBron, LeBron 
in 2018 at the trade deadline and said, you got to get all these trade players everyone. off my team. Get the everyone. hell off my team. That's what Seth's got to do. You got to go out and got to f- tell the front office to go get me a superstar to help us w- make another push at a championship. And I think that's what he needs to do. And he's not going to go want to go through another season like this. And if the front office doesn't do anything and they expect Clay to come back healthy, like I've said before, it's just, it's not going to work out. Um, But like Steve Kerr said, it was a total embarrassment. I mean, talk about Steve Kerr. Like, do you, do you think this got to call attention to his coaching? I mean, everyone's been criticizing him ever since the start of the season. So like, you know, is like the magnifying glass going to be more glaring for Steve Kerr, Zach? What do you think? I don't, I don't think so. I think you got into five straight finals. You won three championships. Um, you're basically – you get calls from Bob Myers. You're up high in the front office. They think highly of you. They always talk to you about who they should get. I think he was a big part in choosing James Wiseman. I think there's no way Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are going to fire him. No way in hell. I think it's one of another one of those off years where they didn't have a great roster and – they weren't very good. You can compare that to, I think you can compare this, what the Warriors are right now to maybe Kobe. Kobe and Shaq won three straight championships, 1999 to 2001, I believe, or 2002. I think 2000, I was, like yeah, I wasn't, I think so. Wasn't alive for two of them. And I may, I don't think I was alive for any of them. So don't remember. Sorry, folks. But, um, and then he had that <laughs> five year span where, Kobe was single-handedly carrying the Lakers to the playoffs, and they weren't getting very far. And then in 2009, 2008, they go back-to-back, beat the Celtics and the Magic, and he has guys like Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom. I think that you can compare that with Steph. I think he's had these two years. It's not such a big window that Kobe had, like three to five years, where the Lakers Lakers were mediocre, you could say. But the Warriors where Steph has these two years where he's out with the wrist injury and then he's back and the Warriors didn't assemble a great roster and they either miss the playoffs or they get bounced in the play on game. And then they have to reboot for next year. And I think next year could be, is a big off season for the Warriors. That's just my analogy to compare the two. Yeah. I like the analogy because the Kobe stuff, like um, you think about, um after his fifth championship how it kind of went downhill after for the lakers it was kind of like kobe was like stuck with a team full of scrubs and like he couldn't really do anything this is basically what is going on and i really don't want this to happen to steph like i don't want to see steph like rotting on this roster and like because i hope he stays a warrior because he really doesn't have anything else to prove. Um, but, like, if you don't give Steph a roster that can compete, that's just really insulting, honestly. Really insulting. I know we've said this multiple times, but it's insulting. 
Um, yeah, and I think once Shaq left, once that team broke up, I think I don't know if I don't think you can you could compare them like KD leaving, but I think it also boils down to you have KD leaves and then you have Clay getting hurt and you only have Steph and Draymond going into 2019 and I think that just limited their expectations yeah. throughout and I think the front office and Steve Kerr was like what are we going to do I, I'm a head out it's going to yeah. it's like that Spongebob we can't, really, I, I'm a get head out. we can't really do anything and then when Steph gets injured it's just it's a wrap it's a wrap in one of Steve Kerr's favorite years as a coach for some reason but um, and then you go into this year and everyone's high and expectations. Clay's coming back and then Clay goes down. And then that limits what the Warriors do in free agency because they think that once again, this is another down year because they don't think that they can compete a title without Clay, which is true. But going into this year and this offseason, even if they don't make the playoffs or they get bounced in the play in game, or somehow miraculously Steph pulls them all the way to the first round, they lose in the first round, whatever happens. When Clay Clay's coming back, we all know that, but you need another superstar. And I Just need better have and I need Steph roster. to get his the GM on, get some veterans on the bench, get some good guys on the roster. Maybe flip the Minnesota pick. Sadly not get Jalen Suggs, but flip the Minnesota pick for a superstar and then make a final push. And I think that's what the Warriors need to do, in my opinion. Yeah. And those were my analogies to compare the two. Yeah. I I, I as I said earlier, I love the analogies. Um, but the whole situation right now, I feel like um I feel like the rest of the NBA has kind of caught up to the Warriors style of play. You know, um, obviously the Warriors 2015 revolutionized the game. There's no question about that. There's no doubt about it. But now since it's 2021 now, like, you know, the pace is like nearly identical to how the Warriors played. And, you know, like Steve Kerr is like all set on this uh, notion that, oh, it's so, you know, we can still play this way and still win. You know, I, I, I doubt we can still win this way. Um, with the whole motion offense. Um, I think, like, yeah, I think the motion offense can I, still I work, but I think using it this year no. is just stupid. I think. But do you think it would work in the future? No, I think, that... the, I think it could work. I think it will work in the future. If you have a bunch of veterans yeah. on the roster, okay. it worked with through 2015 to 2019, because you had guys on the roster who understood that type of offense, like Andre Godala, Sean yeah. Livingston, Kevin Durant, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But you put that into 2019 with a bunch of young players. No wonder why they went 15 and 50 something because they didn't have much talent on the roster. And then you put that into this year and James Wyson's probably lack of development and how bad he has, I don't want to say regress, but how bad he has looked. Looked he has exactly. Not looked great. We've said this multiple times. He has not looked great. How bad is he has looked? I think he's confused with the offense, and Steve Kerr hasn't simplified it. And I think you can compare it to the game against the Bulls when they ran Steph and Wiseman pick and rolls. He obviously looked comfortable in the offense, and I think that's what Steve should have done from the yeah. start of the season, in my opinion. But yeah. 
if you want to run the motion offense, like, if you want to keep running that offense, get a group Legit of veterans roster. to come to the Warriors this offseason. Get a good, decent bench. Mix the young players that you have on the roster or mix the draft picks that you draft through this draft and some veteran players and a superstar like Bradley Beal or who knows if Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins anyone is, competent, yeah. everyone, com- anyone who's competent enough to play exactly, you know, this system, and has a good IQ, just someone who can play. Exactly. And if the I, Warriors still believe in Andrew Wiggins, him still on the roster, he provides, that's the thing that the Warriors need to uh, think about, but just anyone if you're going to keep Andrew Wiggins because no one wants to take on his contract, get a decent actual bench in a second unit who won't blow the lead when the Warriors are up in the first quarter. That's just a service to Stephen Curry for it's doing just, all that work. It's just common sense just to build a bench, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's crying out loud. Just bring like, Andre Iguodala back. Yeah. I just wanted to point out that this um, Raptors team got beat by a rebuilding OKC team by 10. Let me repeat that. An OKC team who is rebuilding beat this Raptors team by 10. And the Warriors lost to this Raptors team who lost, I think, what, 13 out of 14 games, Zach? Yeah, right. By 53. Just, just, Just saying that is embarrassing. I just I know I already said how embarrassing it is, but I can't emphasize this enough. It was embarrassing to watch, honestly. And to Warriors fans who actually went to see this game, I feel sorry for you. Probably good should ask for a refund from uh from the Warriors staff because that was bad. <laughs> I don't know. I was on the Warriors locker room and I, I heard I heard a dude who actually went to the game. So I was like, I was like, damn, I feel bad for this guy. Paid all that money just to see his team get blown out. It's not a great feeling, especially 53. So, you know, it's just. Yeah. Or he's got a lot of work to do. They do. They do. Big off season upcoming. We'll be talking about that all the way through. So Jalen Suggs, maybe. Trading the pick for a guy like Bradley Beal, maybe I'd be open to both. You just have to improve this roster. Wouldn't mind Jalen Suggs because I think he could help right away coming off the bench. And I think he would be a great Steph disciple coming right after Steph. Like I said before, he fits him. Doesn't get foul calls and hits clutch three-pointers. Jalen Suggs. part of Steph's camp. Yeah, Steph's and he went camp. to Steph's basketball yeah. camp. Look at that. It's James destiny. Wiseman went to Steph's basketball camp. It's destiny. Warriors drafted James Wiseman. Look at it's that. It's destiny, bro. It's destiny. If you go to Steph Curry's basketball camp, you're going to get drafted. Nico Manny went to Steph's basketball camp. He got drafted by the Warriors. Look at this. It's destiny, bro. It's going to happen. Fingers crossed. Right. That'll conclude episode number 30 the catch and dubs podcast um hopefully the warriors can rebound on sunday when they take on the Atlanta hawks um make sure to follow us on our socials on instagram at catching dubs pod and on twitter at dubs pod and we appreciate all of you for listening and make sure you check out our guy jalen suggs on monday night as the gonzaga bulldogs 
go for their perfect season the first time in college basketball since 1976 when the Indiana Hoosiers did it. One. Yeah, I got Gonzaga. I think they can go 32-0. and um, One more game. So we'll see. And I'm out. Oh, yeah. Also, happy yeah. Easter to all of y'all. See y'all later.